Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Hello and welcome to the Grit and Barrett podcast, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Richard Blosser, welcoming you to this week's podcast. And I am joined this week by Corey Schwartz of the Bears Hockey Nation uh, blog and part of Sinbin.net as well. He will be joining me to talk all sorts of Bear stuff. Corey, how the hell are you, man? Hi, Richard. I'm good. How about yourself? I it, Oh, it's it's truly great truly great you look outside it's hockey weather the bears are finally starting up 10 freaking months later and here we are we're finally talking hockey here in the mid-state no more waiting no more regulations drop the puck let's effing go as they say on social media yeah absolutely it feels good to finally have a day on the calendar we're within a week it's surreal honestly i'm so excited though I am I, I am ready to go as well. I mean, I'm just uh this this has been a long time coming. But um before we start, let's uh let's uh, take a look back at uh where we were throughout the week with with the Bears, of course. Um last weekend was the uh drive through teddy bear toss the uh the Bears had where they cover where they were able to get thirty one thousand three hundred and eighty one stuffed animals courtesy of the Bears uh website. Um, I thought I saw on social media that you were there. Um, could you give us some um, insight as to how it all went down? Yeah, it was very well well organized, I thought. You know, all the staff were extremely enthusiastic, and, you know, kudos to them. It was freezing outside that day. Uh, you know, not an enviable task to, to be out in the cold for, you know, four hours, and I, I believe even some folks were there uh, sooner than that. And so, you know, they had... You know, it looked like a teddy bear toss, honestly. You know, as much as, you know, you, we wish we were inside throwing them on the ice and stuff. But, you know, you had the great big bags full of bears. Um, you know, they had it organized very well. I, I believe by, you know, midday, the cars were kind of lined up, you know, uh, going outside towards the, you know, uh, parking booths, I believe. You know, the line was getting longer and longer. Someone spotted a, you know, a rental truck full of teddy bears there at one point. You know, the, the generosity of Bears fans is just absolutely unmatched. That's for sure. Oh, yeah. It's always an event every year where we see the Bears just, just tossed out on the ice. It's always something I look forward to. Um, you said the spirit of the event was was still there with the trucks and everything. Did, did you feel like, like it was like the Bears nation coming together after almost a year of being away like it was like sort of a homecoming in a way it did yeah it was you know it was nice to you know have a reason to go out to the giant center you know obviously when they scheduled this thing you know back uh, back in december that 
you know, we actually didn't know if we were going to be playing hockey. And so it was, you know, a cool kind of, you know, as far as you can go in, you know, these crazy times these days, um, you know, the Bears were inside. I believe that same day was one of the first days, if not the first day of training camp. So, you know, the Bears were skating on the ice. There were teddy bears being thrown outside. It was it was fantastic. You know, it was as close as you can get to, you know, getting back to normal and having some sense of normalcy, which was, you know, awesome to see. Indeed it was. Like, um, I wasn't there per- wasn't there personally, but I I saw the pictures, I saw everything was all over Twitter and Facebook, and people from the fan club page definitely stepped in and stepped up to provide um, these teddy bears for all these kids, you know, now more than ever in these troubled times, trademark pending, um, we can um, really come together, and it's really great to see, you know, the, the, the Bears fan nation healing and coming together again in a way. So, uh, so thank you for, for um, just giving a bit of a, an update on it when I myself personally w- wasn't there. So, like you said, the training camp started up this week, and now we're starting to get back more into the normal scene. Now we're, we're getting back into it, man. We're really talking hockey this week. And, um, you know, there, there, there was one thing I was really glad to see on the fan club page, that, um, that when tickets were released on Thursday, and I woke up at around, like, 10 or 11... One of the first things I saw was somebody saying, "What a mess on Ticketmaster! I have to buy three seats in a section. Can you believe these these fees?" As soon as I read that, I went, "We're back! Fans are back! We're back to complaining about ticket prices and Ticketmaster. We're back to arguing about the little things instead of um, arguing local politics here in the state." It's 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 it, Normally, I'd be, I'd be like, "Oh, here we go!" But now I'm just like, I'm kind of glad to see it. Yeah, absolutely. I can tell you, I've someone who you know shelled out some extra money myself for through those Ticketmaster fees to, you know, pick up a few tickets. I remember I was looking at, it, I winced and I said, "Man, I missed my season ticket package so much because you save all this money on the Ticketmaster fees plus all the other you know great perks that we." so often take for granted honestly Mm -hmm. uh but yeah the ticket situation was very interesting uh you know had no idea going into it i could tell you i actually missed out on getting tickets for the home opener just because i was window shopping a little bit i looked at the map and i said "Ooh, you can get tickets here and here and you know they didn't really uh tell us a whole lot of how it was going to look once we signed in but you know they had groups of you know up to six people together five four three and two so you couldn't just get a single seat. Um, you know, obviously I have my dad who goes with me for a lot of the games, but mm-hmm. um, you know, just didn't know what to expect fully. And the, the seats are obviously quite limited as to, you know, where you can get them and, you know, just how many were available. So they, they went out, you know, pretty quickly. Um, overall, honestly, I was fortunate to get seats for two games like I wanted to, but, you know, learning experience for it, for sure. We know what to expect next time. And, you know, Hopefully, when they have the next presale next month, I assume at least, um, you know, there'll be an ability for more fans to come out. You know, I, that's what I've been hoping for. But you know, at the very least, you know, how great is it, like you said, to be talking about buying tickets instead yeah. <laughs> of you know if we're going to have hockey at all this year? You know, it's a great turnaround. Oh, absolutely, 
And, um, you know, just to see the boys skating around, and like I joked around on the show last week, was that if they would have put up a Periscope video on Twitter, I would have just sat around and watched it. I would just, I, I just hear the skating and the yelling, pucks hitting glass, just all those little sounds you, you miss so much. And like you said, we take for granted. You know, we as Bears fans take for granted because we've had 80-plus seasons of uninterrupted hockey. And you've had, well, there are other teams in the leagues that have had moved, rebranded, renamed, and so many other things that this whole pan- pandemic with a lot of people, but especially like Bears fans, it teaches you not to take the season for granted. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I, I can tell you that, it's coming up on almost a year. March 1st was the last time I was at the giant center for a bears game, uh, last year's last game. And, you know, I didn't know it back then. That would be the last game I'd be at, but you know, it's, it's been tough. You know, I, I pretty much grew up going to bears games, you know, here at the giant center, some in the arena, I, I don't really remember them as well. I was pretty young, right? but, um, you know, going to the giant center, it's, it's like going home, honestly, for me. So it's, it's great. I've missed it immensely. Um, you know, you just think to all the little aspects of a game day routine. And like you said, if they had put up a live video, any video they put up, I probably watched three times just because, you know, it was just yeah. so nice to see, you know, and we've, we've had the NHL for some time now, but, you know, um, just to see, you know, the bears, it's our team, it's our local tradition type of thing. You know, it's, it's great. And it's been rough living without it for this last almost year at this point. Agreed. So um, before we, we get into um, um, what we will have a bit of the boys this year, um, we got some D.C. Uh, talk to go over. Of course, uh, Corona Chan visited uh, Washington, D.C. last week as um, as Samsonov tested positive, exposed uh, Ovechkin, Orlov, and Kuznetsov. And I think it was Tuesday when um the capitals played it was either tuesday or wednesday and it was it was russian machine never breaks or nova caps wrote this and it was brilliant and it was the washington caps or the hershey bears defeated i believe it was the buffalo sabers i think either the sabers or the islanders and and they weren't wrong because we have a ton of our guys up in dc right now to fill in with some of their regulars gone and some and a pretty meaty part of the schedule coming up for for Washington, um, with Daniel Sprong getting a goal, Scarbosa getting an assist, and we're starting to see a lot of our guys get get quality time in in DC as we approach our start of the season. Yeah, it's you know obviously for Bears fans it's worrying because you know every time you see somebody get hurt or like you said the COVID incidents there. You know, you just kind of know, even though we have the taxi squad and some of that depth, that someone's probably going to go up. And while we, you know, are so happy to see guys like Scarposa get a shot, um, Sprong getting in there and scoring a goal. Um, and obviously the the best story so far for Bears fans has been Vitek Vanacek's incredible mm-hmm. play since being thrust into the spotlight suddenly. You know, how different things were from a few months ago there, certainly. Um, you know, they they've jumped in and they've done fantastic. We've even seen just last night, you know, our very own Zach fish was the latest one to get recalled up to Washington to yep. step in for John Walton there too. And, you know, 
how great everybody's filled in. Washington's still unbeaten in regulation as of this point. Uh, you know, and a lot of that's just due to the fact that the Bears have great depth, and it's a great story. It's great for, I think, Caps fans to see, you know, a little bit of how that Hershey success can and has translated to the NHL level. And, you know, you just can't say enough about how those guys have stepped in and, you know, not missed a beat at all. Exactly. I like I like to see the guys go up and especially for Capitals fans to see these these depth players that a not a great but good farm system can produce as I've talked about with with Caps chirps a couple of times that that the Capitals are no longer like the worst uh farm club in the entire NHL. I'll argue that that is about two and a half hours up north. Um, but the, the pipeline is being restored, especially with a few guys we're going to talk about here in a little bit that, that Washington does have depth to play with. And in a season like this, you need organizational depth. If you're going to really do much this season, especially if you take a look at some of the top teams in the East and the NHL right now. Yeah, absolutely. If there's one thing the caps have done for us, you know, by and large, very fantastically, you know, you can only look at maybe one or two seasons here or there where it hasn't worked out is that they've not only got us some, you know, players through drafts that have, you know, obviously developed into great players, but they do a great job of, you know, working with the Bears as well as supplying some of it, of supplying, you know, veteran talent that just meshes very well. I mean, you look at the guys like Scarbosa, um, you know, them kind of working with us to plan Matt Molson, um, you know, Phil Maia on defense, you know, you got guys like Eddie Witko that, you know, are going to be big factors in, even though, you know, some of those guys are AHL deals, but they help these younger guys that like Alex Alexia, Bobby Nardella, you know, people like that, help them to learn to play the right way and, you know, really enhance their development. And then you see these guys go up to Washington and, you know, really impress, at least in my book, you know, guys on the fourth line roles and things like that. You know, you just can't say enough about, Washington having quantity, but also high quality, as we've seen here, too. You know, even though the Caps don't always have, you know, that first round pick kind of guy that everybody's keeping an eye on, that, you know, any of those guys could go up and step up and fill a void in Washington if need be. Yeah, and LaViolette has not been afraid to uh, to start the youngins. I mean, especially in his time in, in Philly. Um, he really dipped into the Phantoms as well when it when it was needed back when it was both Philly and Philly. So, um, speaking of Vitek Vanacek, just you know what a great success story he has been. Um, I'm seeing on on Twitter his popularity is rising. People are starting to go, Sammy, who who's he? We we don't have a we don't have a guy named Sammy on the lineup that VTech is really starting to steal the hearts of DC. And one game I'm, I'm, I'm really proud of him was the Islanders game where they went down three, nothing and then just absolutely destroyed them with six unanswered that when you have a team that really feels like they play really well in front of Vanacek. Now this is more out of necessity, but I think the Capitals they really like VTech. They're really bringing him on to, into their own, and I think they're on to something here. I think this kid has a future there in, in the red, white, and blue. I absolutely agree. I mean, you know, 
like you said, his popularity from, you know, his celebrations, his, you know, chemistry with Jacob Vrana, uh, when they celebrate after wins, um, even when he, you know, had that penalty shot where it hit the post, um, I want to say it was one of the Buffalo games and he went over and, you know, kissed the post and gave it a tap type of thing. It's little things like that. You know, it's Bears fans know Vitek's a character guy and, you know, he's a, he's a great person, uh, you know, has a lot of charm to him too, that, you know, he does little things like that. Like when they give him the mic and the three stars at Bears games and stuff, you know, Bears fans are very familiar with it, but to see the Washington fans start to say, Hey, this guy is good. And, you know, he's a likable guy and, you know, he's, always you know so upbeat and smiling and things like that you know it's stuff where you know for bears fans it's one of those instances where it's very proud not just to see um caps fans like him but to see him succeed so well you know and he's been our guy for so many years that you know bears fans have been saying that he's been earning this opportunity for so long and it's just great to see him running with it and you know helping the caps to have a very successful start Agreed. I just yeah, like again. I I told I, I told Caps chirps. You know, on Twitter, um, he is a precious boy who needs to be protected at all costs, and that's exactly what they've done with him. Well, we're gonna take a short break here for a little bit for a quick podcast shout out, and we'll be back. We're gonna talk a lot of chocolate hockey here in a second. You're listening to the Grit and Barrett podcast. Are you a New Jersey Devils fan? Do you hearken back to the days of Marty, the black, the red, and at times the green? Do you see the future in Jack Hughes? Do you yearn for a stable goalie tandem? Want to keep up on all things red, black, green, and Joycey? Well, do we have a podcast for you. On the Hockey Podcast Network, tune in to the Devil's State of Mind podcast where they cover all things Joycey. Whether it's tanking for a cause, trying to stay afloat in the East, or reminiscing about the days of Marty and Yor. Be sure to check them out on the Hockey Podcast Network. That is Devil's State of Mind Podcast. Check it out on the Hockey Podcast Network, on Google, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Because if you're a Devil's fan, you know who you are. Be sure to check out the Devil's State of Mind Podcast. That's Devil's State of Mind Podcast, part of the Hockey Podcast Network. And we're back here on the Grit and Barrett Podcast, and it is time to talk some delicious Hershey Bears hockey. And, you know, this weekend, it was supposed to be the return. It was supposed to be, we're we're back. We're going to have hockey preseason. But we're going to have hockey nonetheless. It's it's going to happen. Zach's going to get behind a microphone or his phone and tweet where against the Binghamton Devils or in Newark or at the RJW Barnabas Health Hockey House. Uh, okay, okay, okay. I, I, I have no idea where in New Jersey that is, but okay. Okay, we're going to have preseason in that place. I mean, the Bears went all the way to Lewiston, Maine once for a hockey game, so we can handle this. And then the preseason was whacked out of safety and protocol concerns. Not that anybody's tested positive, but the announcement came down Wednesday that the Bears and the Devils and the Phantoms all came to an agreement not to have 
their preseason games against each other over the weekend. A bummer that it happened. You can kind of understand it, but you don't like to see it happen, especially since the NHL didn't have a preseason. It's not real surprising that the AHL is doing this, especially since it seems like some outbreaks have already started. Yeah, and it's interesting. Sorry, I wanted to to say I looked up that <laughs> arena that the, the Binghamton Devils are playing in this oh, year. Oh, go I ahead. Just out of curiosity. Go ahead. Believe it or not, it's actually housed inside the Prudential Center where the, oh. their their um their parent team plays. Don't know how that that works. I've never been there myself, but it's it, the the way some of the pictures looked. It looked like uh, Twin Ponds type of thing for those familiar with the area, where it was a. Uh, you know, very small area. I don't even know that it had capacity you, for fans in some in some form. Well, actually, but, um, um, not to cut you off, I'll let you come back in a second. Actually, Pagulia Ice Center up there in Penn State has a similar thing where you have these the main ice, and then behind one of the stand areas in the food areas, it goes down into another part of the building, and there's another separate rink where it looks like practice or like almost like like you said like a rec league game could happen so maybe that's the same thing wow yeah that that has to be something like that of course you know the pictures didn't do it justice to you know show that setup for it but i did think that was very interesting that you know it's pretty close to home it works probably pretty well for both teams obviously for the great fans up in binghamton it's certainly a bummer to have to you know move down for something like that but um love binghamton it's uh you know, temporary. Hopefully it's just for this year and we'll be mm-hmm. back back on track for normal things next season, I hope. Yeah. Amen. Hallelujah to that. So um um obviously that's that that's not gonna happen. So um um another announcement that came down this week was actually on the uh on the sweet side and very surprising. Um on Tuesday it was announced that Matt Molson is officially the captain for this upcoming season for the Hershey Bears. Matt Molson was announced Tuesday afternoon via video message from his two kids at home, which is adorable. And he was announced the captain for this upcoming season. No word about alternates yet, but um, I've been harping on the Bears for about a year and a half to have a captain because... The first year after they brought in a new a new coach, new players, and like the system got flushed out, okay, I understood the bunch of alternates. I under I, I understood that. Um even during the um the dying days of the man era it was the same thing. But um I'm really glad to see the Bears have a captain because I really felt like there was a lot of people on this uh, team that could have held that captaincy and would have worn it with pride. And Matt Molson's definitely one of them, although Cameron Schilling would have been an acceptable answer as well. Yeah, and it's an interesting situation to see if anything changed over from, like you said, from last year. I mean, last season the Bears had, you know, three or four guys that probably would have made excellent captains. Mm-hmm. Um, so many great players for it, too. I mean, they had such a great core group. And, you know, Matt Molson's the obvious choice. I mean, he's, you know, obviously got more experience than most guys than you'll ever see come through. I mean, he's such a, a great pickup, a great guy, you know, great person for younger players to learn from, you know, how to carry themselves on and off the ice. Um, like you said, it's just great to have somebody wearing, you know, the captaincy on their jersey again 
Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa. With over 50 years of sports betting experience, Fred is known in the UK for three things. Customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Um, just since it's it's been so long, you know, you almost kind of forgot what it was like. And, you know, it feels like it's been ages since we, you know, last had Garrett Mitchell, you know, rocking the captaincy and, you know, miss him. He's a great guy. Um, but it just feels nice to have someone. And like you said, the, you know, the folks that have worn the captaincy in Hershey, you know, it's a, it's a rare and exclusive list. That's for sure. So um, I think it's a great thing to have him back. Uh, looking forward to, you know, seeing that for the first time this season too it's going to be great yeah i i think him uh shilling i think scarbosa would have also been a really really good candidate for it as uh as well um jumping on to some other comments that that's that uh, spencer carbar said earlier in the week and i didn't post this on the fan club page nor did i talk about it that much because just cuz i kind of know what responses it would trigger but um spencer carberry said that through the uh through the ahl that he has not heard anything on a playoff format this year that it seems like the direction that we are going this year is that there may not be any playoffs at all and um he does i don't think he expects to have any um my response to this is just well let's get the season up and running and see where we go from there um, I don't think that there is that what he said was wrong and not hearing anything now in, in January is, is anything to like really be alar- alarmed about. I mean, do you think we'll eventually see some sort of playoff structure once we get to like March and April and we start coming out of cold and flu season? I think it's interesting. It's, it's definitely too early to speculate on or, you know, say for sure that one way or the other they will or won't. I think it's probably the right mindset for the guys to have at this point that, you know, to not play with the expectation of it, just since there's so little that we know. And like you said, we just need to get the season off and running at this point. But um, I do think it's a fair, fair thing to say, like you said, that we don't know that for sure, just because, you know, there's so much that, you know, can change in, you know, the Bears play until mid-May, which is, you know, much later than, you know, a typical season. Could they come back and reevaluate and say, hey, you know, the case numbers are down, you know, and like, like the NHL's format, the NHL's format for the season is almost similar to what a typical AHL format is, is if, you know, it starts to trend in the right direction and they say, hey, we'll play a couple of rounds here type of thing, you know, until you really get out of the divisional matchups is it feasible? I think a lot of that may depend on situations like the Canadian border. Um, 
and like you said, you know, it's just a long road from here to there type of thing. So, uh, is it possible? Uh, I think so. I think they're taking the right approach by, you know, sort of saying, all right, we're going to, you know, we got this for now and let's wait and see when we get there type of thing. Um, I think that's just what you're going to see for now. I would love to see it come back. I mean, you know, you and I both know that the springtime is hockey playoff time. You know, it's, it's a time mm-hmm. to get excited about the weather change and, you know, potentially seeing a champion get crowned. I would love to see it get to a point where, you know, we see a lot of things trend back towards normalcy, but we're just going to wait and see. It's, it's far too early to, you know, begin saying yes or no definitively right now. Yeah, I, I, I definitely agree on that as well. It's just it's too soon, and just even planting that seed of doubt's not really going to do much right now. I, sp- I appreciate Spencer's honesty with, with us fans and being transparent, but um, just to get that out among the fan base and a fan base that that some aren't really looking forward to the season and some are scoffing it as a season that, quote, doesn't matter – "Quote unquote," which I will argue and fight anybody about. Um, this season, it does mean something to the players. It really does. I mean, tell that to all thirty-two players that are skating on the ice right now. Tell them the season doesn't matter. It does. This year, player development means means a lot. So, um, even though it may end up possibly with the Calder Cup, may not get presented this year. And again, it's way too soon. I just think that let's just get up and running and go from there. Exactly. I completely agree with you on that one. And, you know, Spencer Carberry made a great point at the media availability that, you know, he shot back when that idea was thrown out that there's not much to play for. He said, no, there's lots to play for. And, you know, he mentioned, you know, uh, how you look for Washington, what your contract would be next season. And, you know, on a player to player basis, I mean, everybody's kind of at a different point that's on the ice at Bears camp right now. Some guys are younger. Some guys are, you know, older. And, you know, it's it's a question of how interested would the Bears or, you know, anybody else be in bringing you back type of thing. I mean, you know, I think he's absolutely correct in saying that these guys individually have lots to play for. And, um, you know, even if the Calder Cup doesn't get presented. And for Bears fans, I mean, you know, the goal is still the, always the same. You know, you want to see your team. You want to see – your players develop. I mean, you know, by no means. And at this point, you know, it, it shocks me that there are people that aren't, you know, just grateful to have hockey back at all type of thing, you know, is, um, you know, it's just great to see the team back. And, you know, it's, it's something where I think that at this point we're taking, we're getting something and that's the biggest. Exactly. 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 You know, so, it stinks that, you know, we don't have an idea of the Calder Cup's going to be presented because that's the goal uh, every season. Yeah. But, you know, the the Bears don't win the Calder Cup every year either. So, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, they, you know, just having the team on the ice in some form is what I'm most content about at this point. I, I, I feel the same way. And um, I think it, more that normalcy will come back once we get up and running on Friday and they head to Newark and go up against the Binghamton Devils. And this Saturday is when they will come back for their first home game in nearly a year to take on the Lehigh Valley Phantoms. Four o'clock start there at Giant Center as well. Um, I will say this later on in the podcast, but I will say this here. I know a lot of people talk about AHL TV. Should they get it? Is it worth the price? 
let me remind everyone that's watching this. The app is free and radio is free. So, you know, I don't I, I imagine Zach's going to be back down next week or trust me, they'll find people to call the game. I believe some guys from down in York have done it with the York broadcasting as well. So um, the Bears will be up and running one way or another within the week. And it's something we have waited so, so long to see. So, Corey, thank you very much for joining me, man. You know, um, take these last few minutes or so and pimp whatever you're writing or promoting or your website, man. The floor is yours. Oh, sure. I appreciate it. Always happy to, to join you for these things. Uh, if you want to follow, we're doing getting back to game day operations for, you know, our kind of coverage, which I'm super excited about. Uh, over on Twitter, you can find us, Bears Hockey Nation. Um, uh, website's bearshockeynation.wordpress.com. Uh, you can follow me, Corey Swartz. My handle is at CSWA11 over there on Twitter. Um, you know, looking forward to getting the season back up. It's nice to no longer have to write about hypothetical and more about the reality of things here today. So I'm very excited about it, really looking forward to it. I got my tickets for a couple games. A uh, few more dedicated fans beat me to the punch for the home opener, but uh, just excited to get back in there. I've missed it immensely, um, hoping that you know we'll progress towards more more normalcy by the month here. So we'll see. Well, I'm just looking forward to getting the puck, puck dropped. And if anyone's saying anything about AHL TV, I can honestly say it's a great deal compared to the ECHL's equivalent that they switched to. I, I, we actually looked into that. AHL TV has probably the best value in uh, you know all minor league streaming hockey services, and there's no blackouts either. So, uh, you know, I think it's a great deal for it. And if anyone's on the fence about it, I think that now is the perfect time to try it. Honestly. Agreed, man. And it, it all comes down to your choice. 35 bucks to watch the Bears this year, I believe it is. Um, I was just giving for someone whether they are, you know, people don't want to or just as an alternative as well to be able to catch these games. That There is, there, there is another way as well. And, of course, myself on the fan club page, the scoring updates, the recap videos will all be coming back as well. Corey, thank you so much, man. Hopefully we'll talk again next week and we will actually have live games for us to recap and take a look at. So, Corey, thank you so much for joining me, man. Stay positive. Stay positive. Test negative. Absolutely. Thank you. Uh, Thank you, man. And that was Corey Schwartz joining me from Bears Hockey Nation out there. Friend of the podcast as well. Good to have him on and talk hockey with him here on the Grit and Barrett podcast. Oh, it feels so good to be able to talk to you guys once again. And uh, I know kind kind of a cold opening jumping in and bringing him in there, but you know, it was it was a conversation I wanted to have with him and actually to have a co-host on here to uh to talk hockey nonsense with. And I feel like he came on and did very well. So um definitely have him back in the future. So now it's some time for some hockey news that matters to me. Um, I know I said that uh, we'll take a look at some of the worst Bears jerseys in recent history. I might put that on the back burner, but we go Dateline, TealTownUSA.com. It is a San Jose Sharks podcast out there and uh, no cow. Um, Truth be told, I got nothing against the San Jose Sharks. I like them. 
you know, I like watching them on AHL TV. The SAP Center is nice to where to watch a game from. It's one I definitely want to get out to. But we start Dateline Teal Town USA headline exclusive credit OSW review on that one. Sharks part way with Fanatics. Now, for those who don't know, Fanatics is the um, official game-worn dealer, distributor of the the NHL. Um, uh, May Gray used to has a deal with a lot of teams. Some teams do their own merchandising. But Fanatics really slaps their own brand on a lot of the fan merch. You know, the t-shirts, the hats, the knit, the scarves. You know, all the stuff. You, you, you spend horrible amounts of money at hockey games. But we go all the way to San Jose, California. In 2016, the San Jose Sharks signed an eight-year deal with Fanatics to run the Sharks store at the SAP Center. Well, an exclusive interview, which was, they said today on their website, but um, um, I think it might have been a couple days ago, in an interview with San Jose Sharks VP Doug Bentz, we've learned that the Sharks have parted ways with Fanatics and are returning to running their own merchandising with a new partner effective February 1st, ending the deal about halfway through their agreement. Fanatics will continue to be the official partner in the NHL and produce merchandise for league events, such as the outdoor games in Lake Tahoe next month, All-Star Games, Stanley Cup playoffs, expansion drafts, blah, blah, blah. However, the Sharks will now join teams like the Las Vegas Golden Knights, Anaheim Ducks, and Arizona Coyotes who run their own merch locally. In fact, the only teams... Um, New Jersey, Philly, and Washington currently have Fanatics contracted to run their team stores. And with me being down to D.C., I've, uh, I can very much attest to that. Um, as I was skimming through the article, it basically says um, that this will give more creative freedom to for the Sharks to be able to put out some other merch ideas they have, like a rare event like Joe Pawelski, that's P-A-W-V-E-L-S-K-I, you know, the dog paw is a dog event. They can now go with like a unique shark's design or maybe bring back the 90s look or uh, try and put their own spin on the team merch, bring in local artists, fan designs, you know, stuff like that. It allows more creative freedom, and I, for one, am all for it. I mean, I really, I like it when teams do this. The fanatic stuff is, it's okay. It's okay for a family that doesn't know any better and just goes to these games and like, oh, hey, a t-shirt, yoink, a hat, yoink, oh, look, a pin, yoink. That's fine. That's fine. But like for the uh, the hardcore game-worn collectors, it's... uh. It's not a good time with these jerseys that a lot of fans don't like them. There's been reports of possible counterfeits being sold. It's just it's just it's just not a good time. So on the Hershey Bears fan club page that I asked the fan base 
what is the worst Bears specialty jersey of the Giants Center era, which is back around 2001? That I don't know. I, I miss specialty jerseys. I miss over the past year and a half of teams putting out, you know, their own designs of specialty jerseys. Now, this year in the NHL, you have the retro reverse and the thirds or whatever alternates teams are going to pump out this year. I'm looking at you, Washington Capitals, and your blue jerseys. But I miss the AHL's unique jerseys that they keep pumping out. And so the fan base was able to put out some really good ideas, and I hope to get it on a Corey as well and try and do something a, a little bit um, more ranked down the line. But some fans were able to put out some really good designs. Uh, John Crine put out an old uh, New Year's ones. I believe they were from like 2011 or 2012. They are a bright yellow um, with confetti and fireworks and sparklers. The big swatting bear logo with a New Year's party hat on him. Red numbers. Red name, uh, red numbers, chocolate nameplate, and a clock of midnight um, on the backside out near the bum bum. <laughs> oh, God, those were those were definitely a thing. Uh, Ryan Bizarro put out the uh, St. Patrick's Day jerseys, what was known as the watermelon. It was Irish green with gold um, accents on them. The current Walking Bear logo with gold filling in some spots and big freaking gold numbers on the back and gold lettering. If that sounds horrible, that's because it is. Uh, let's see here. Joe Staley put out a picture of the first, actually the second Star Wars jerseys the Bears did. I actually had one of these. It was the the Hoth battle. And it looks like somebody literally took a, a generic picture of the Battle of Hoth from Star Wars. And it's they went with the snow, the Hoth, the snow planet, and duh, snow, winter, hockey, duh, with a white nameplate and black numbering with a big giant Star Wars branding back down near the butt. I had one of those. They weren't bad. They weren't great. It was better than the black ones they wore. I, I've never been a fan of the Star Wars Night with the Hershey Bears. And especially now since we're getting into the Disney Star Wars territory. Uh, Brett D. Frey showed the Groundhog jerseys. Oh, I was waiting for somebody to post these. The Groundhog's Day jerseys were a two-sided jersey of scenery. On the front... You had the Walking Bear logo with a winter backdrop, and out along the uh, the waist hem was a groundhog with a snowy backdrop. You also had a red striping up along the uh, up along the shoulders and the arms. On the back, you had a sunny uh, thaw setting, which was supposed to represent springtime, and the groundhog smiling as well with black numbering and white lettering on the back if this again if it sounds horrible it uh it, it again it really is they wore these for two years in a row because ground groundhog's day was i think saturday and sunday so they were decently popular i think 
uh, Andrew Trotman posted a picture of the uh, Salute to Veterans jerseys, which was basically the American flag. The front of the jersey was an American flag with the striping, the stars, uh, the Bears logo in white, red, and blue. It was in Capitals logos, and the white... The, the the right and the left arms were a continuation of the flag, whether it was the star side or the or the stripe side. The numbers were a navy blue on the back. Now, these ones they looked a bit tacky, but I could understand if you're if you're a vet, very patriotic, or that um, I could see how you like that. If that's your thing, uh, for me personally, I think it was a bit much, but um, people still wear them around the Giant Center these days. My buddy Jesse Mertz said, any Valentine's Day jerseys, but I think for a more formal ranking, I think I'll save that for another show. And that'll do it for the Grit and Barrett podcast this week as we are heading toward the first weekend of Hershey Bears hockey in a long, long time. We made it, ladies and gentlemen. We absolutely made it, and we are back. Friday night, 7 o'clock in Newark. Thank you to Corey Schwartz for joining me this week. I hope he joins me next week as we will have recaps and action to talk about, all sorts of good stuff. It is so good to get back to talk to you guys this again. Thank you to the podcast shout-out this week, Devil State of Mind Podcast. Check them out on the Hockey Podcast Network if you are a fan of the New Jersey Devils or the Binghamton Devils as well. Thank you, everyone. Like, share, subscribe, continue to support this podcast. And amen, hallelujah, pass the Tylenol. Hockey's back, everyone. We made it. We'll see you Friday. That's the end of the game. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa. With over 50 years of sports betting experience, Fred is known in the U.K. for three things. Customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Waiters only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF.